Welcome back to The Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Um, we got. I want to get this out of the way real quick. We had some technical difficulties that sort of sort of, you know, flow into this podcast a little bit. I uh, I have a little bobblehead, one of these little, I don't know what you call them, uh, Funko or something. Uh, edition of Stripe from Gremlin sitting on on our desk right under the monitors where we already edited this. I have a cat ga- named Gizmo. I uh, I, I enjoy uh, the movie Gremlins and what it stands for. And it seems uh, the chaos has has reigned inside our equipment for now. Uh, basically, what happened is we taped a few episodes. Uh, Michael Kiwanuka, which we're going to redo. Uh, uh, cast McCombs, which we're going to redo. And Avers. Uh, we they came here and sat down for an interview, which we can't redo, and I apologize to them for that. Um, but uh, the the box had its way with it and said, "No, these things will live in your memories only, and uh, is not meant for consumption by the rest of the world." So uh, they're sort of unusable. They're there, but uh, I, even even the most hardcore of audio editors, I don't think could could handle these. So we had to scrap them. Um, and uh, as a result, now, uh, like I said, we're going to be re-recording it too, but we're going to be reviewing the new Avers album, Omega Whatever, uh, which, you know, the, the long and short of that album is that it's fucking awesome. So, you know, that that is, that's where it's at. We'll get that out of the way up front. This might be a week or two out. Uh, but there's a lot to say about it because it's a, it's a dense album. It is sort of indie pop rock, you know, craft uh, operating at the highest level. And so... Apologize to those guys again. Uh, and on this episode, it reared its ugly hand, head just a little bit. Uh, at the very beginning, our panelist, Brianna Younger, who you know, uh, we, were, we started talking and looked over, and I'm going to say there's no signal coming in here. And there was not. So at the beginning, if you have trouble hearing her, don't worry. She comes in about two, three minutes later, uh, and it's all good. We're, we're all good. Her, her me, and uh, Marcus Dowling sit down, and we're going to talk about this album that we've been waiting two years to talk about. I'm talking about Telephone by No Name. It used to be No Name Gypsy. Uh, she is a collaborator from Chicago with people like Chance the Rapper, uh, probably Kanye West at this point. Uh, she writes for people. She writes for Chance the Rapper uh, pretty exclusively right now. And, uh, you know, she showed up on his albums and was amazing. And for two years, we've just been like, where's, where's your mixtape? It finally dropped. And honestly, it beat the expectations. You know, you talk about hype. Uh, we're actually talking about hype in Frank Ocean in the intro on this, on the upfront, and uh, and it's a it's a cruel beast because people build it up, build it up, build it up, and when you do that, it can almost never live up to it. But this uh, this lives up to it. It's one of the best releases of the year. Uh, so this is sort of us, not necessarily reviewing this album, but talking about it a little to to try to make some sense of it. It's going to take a while to to really unpack this whole thing uh, it, because it's quite frankly amazing. So we're going to be doing that. We're also going to be playing a uh, track by one Esme Patterson, who I uh, was introduced to. She's been doing the uh, on, on the NPR circuit. She has a new album out called uh, We Were Wild. And, uh, you know, I usually don't just go check out bands at the, uh, at the invite, I would say, of PR companies or labels or managers. And the reason I don't is because I, I believe uh, even though you have to get out, and see this stuff. Uh, we're here. We're in a pretty good position here, uh, I guess, financially or at least just life-wise. And um, and so if we're gonna do it, 
then we will generally cover it. But from time to time, I, I say, you know what? Um, let's just let's just go with this. And this is one of those times that I did, and it paid off. And thanks to her uh, PR team for setting this up. She played the 930 Club, and it was it was quite an amazing performance. It's indie pop. It is, uh, but man, it's shooting for the uh, shooting for the stadiums. It's, it's a it's an amazing record, and we've got a song off it that we're going to play that uh, is also amazing. So. That's your podcast for this week. If you are inside and cool, you know, thanks, heat wave, global warming, and uh, have your beverage and are ready uh, to get down with us, uh, let's go. This is episode number 208 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're sitting down to talk about the new album from No Name, Telephone. Okay. It comes here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Merely a two-word review, just a... Sandwich. I will roll the record up and get That right there is a lot of It's like it's like you knew what I wanted to talk about. Uh, Marcus Dowling, welcome to the basement again. Hello, uh, Brianna Younger, welcome back. It's been a little while. Hope you've been well. I see you've been on uh, the vacation. We're not in your Instagram feed. <laughs> Having a good time. That's what it's all about. Getting in the fader. Getting some uh, band camp work done all over the place. Not here yet. Not here yet. Okay. 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 We'll edit it out um, <laughs> today. We're talking about the album that we wanted to talk about, which is No Names, Telephone. Yes. Uh, mixtape just came out, when was this, two Sundays ago, I believe it was? Yeah, two Sundays yeah. ago. Sunday um, night. Yes, yeah, Sunday night, 7 p.m. Yeah. EST. You which know, is the best time. Fuck the drop, record industry, man. It's like, it's not dropping on Friday or Tuesday. I, I think so. Um, so uh, we're going to be talking about that. But first, I want to I sort of steer it back to uh, little Frank Ocean action. Shh. Now, we all fell for this last July. In fact, I think it might be like July 150th <laughs> at this point. Um, but this time, you had uh, the New York Times in on the, in on the fun. Yeah. And so if you, do, if you didn't, weren't paying attention, basically, uh, Channel Orange was four years ago. I... One of the best albums of the year, probably one of the best albums of the decade. I think at the time I said this was hip hop's okay computer. Yeah. Uh, I will stand by that. And um, we've we've been waiting. <laughs> and what two years ago it started and said, "Hey man, it's 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 done. It's good. It's coming." And then ramp it up to last July. I said, "Oh, it's coming. We got a title. Boys don't cry." And he says, "What? He got two kinds? Is that what he said? Yeah, two kinds. And he's got a. Uh, there's supposed to be a zine and all this stuff. And we waited patiently. And we waited. And we waited. And we waited." And the Twitterverse blew up until we forgot about it. Dank memes everywhere. Forgot about it. it. It became like the D'Angelo album. Or if you're into video games, Duke Nukem. Whichever, whichever right. metaphor you want to run with. Fair. Um, Fair. And uh, so not two weeks ago, all of a sudden we get this report in the New York Times, which is a reputable 
supposedly media outlet exactly. uh, saying, uh, and this should have been the first tip off though, saying, you know, speaking with people uh, who have knowledge of the situation, that, <laughs> that we, uh, that it's going to drop on Friday and this film is going to happen and, and all these things around it. And uh, to add credence to that, a mysterious and, I will add totally fucking lame live stream popped up on the <laughs> site. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of all kinds of art, but <laughs> but watching somebody make cabinets is, is just not, you know, I, I don't know if this is like Andy Kaufman-esque because this is... That is grade-A trolling. Yeah, it's grade-A it's grade trolling. So, so where we're left with... Is we have no fucking album. So, uh, Marcus, you had some theories on this. Why the fuck does this keep happening? And why okay. do we care? All right, all right. Um, actually, let Rigo first because I'll get into okay. my my pro pro uh, protracted theory on this. It's a little. Oh, I didn't have a theory. So... Uh, no, but what do you what do you think about this? Um, Bullshit I'm fuckery show. To the point where, so I kind of have reprogrammed myself to where it's just kind of like I don't really care about anything until it's actually here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going home dreaming about Frank Ocean albums or, like, Earl Sweatshirt's next album or, like, whatever. I'm just like, well, when it's here, I'll be very, very excited. But until that point, guess I'll just go to work and go <laughs> home. And are are you saying life should go on? Life should totally. Have you searched Frank Ocean on Twitter? Have you seen what's going on there? Um, I mean, I follow a lot of media people, so it just... <laughs> you know, you know uh, Alex Sheldorf? You know him? The photographer? He's really hurt by this. He's, he's barely making it. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so, so, but... He's barely making it. You know, he really, uh, because, I mean, look, people t take this seriously, and I, uh, I think that's the correct way to be. And, and I'm, I'm 75... It seems a weird thing to take seriously. Well, you know, if, uh... There's no explaining people's fandom of music, the level of fandom. And I right. think we all are di a different kind of fan. Like yeah. We execute on that fandom. And sometimes, Brianna, it makes us jaded and not care. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just feel like maybe I'm being fake old or something. Like, once upon a time, albums didn't come out every single year or every six months. Like, right, right. This is, this is barely a long wait. Like, yeah. 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 So, I have this theory on this record mm -hmm. um, I've, I've posited it to Kevin and I've like worked through it to make it like podcast ready so that it's like it can fit in a small spot in this podcast and not take up too long um, <laughs> okay so this all goes back to Kanye West getting on Twitter and going on a rant about how the kids deserve the music and how he wants to get the heads of Spotify and Tidal and you know me you your mama and your, your cousin and your dog in the same room and to talk about getting everybody together, and to get Jay his money. That's the thing that clued me off, that something funky is going on. Then when Frank's record didn't drop, I'm going, okay, something else funky is going on here. So in my mind, there's a pre-existing professional relationship between Jay-Z and, and Frank Ocean. To the point where, and you know, like with Tidal, there's been all of these like title-only releases. And they've only been people with people that Jay has like an existing professional and or mm -hmm. personal relationship with. So there's an idea that if Jay were to sell to Apple, that Apple would probably want those same kinds of relationships that Jay had to be a large part of the deal. Because if Jay say could say to Frank Ocean, drop your album with title, son, and <laughs> Frank would just do it, 
then that just makes sense. So, okay, so part of the deal with Jay is like, okay, we're going to get this Frank Ocean record. We're probably going to get the Travis Scott record. We're probably going to get all Kanye West records for the, in, the for perpetuity. We're probably going to get some Prince, you know, B-sides and okay. unreleased stuff. And, you Lest know, we forget the Jay-Z record. Right, the, that's yeah. Jay-Z record will we'll be there. You know, all of Beyonce's music. I, I don't all think he can release one after Lemonade. I think he's done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So in any event, so I'm thinking that in my mind that somewhere along the way, Jay-Z came to the table with one number for mm-hmm. his, his services and his, his rights. And Apple looked at this number and, and laughed because it was probably like $1 more than what they gave Dr. Dre. <laughs> and I'm almost positive in my mind that there's, it's right. $1 more than what they gave Dre. And he sits down and he goes, that's my number. To which Apple's like, no. To which Jay says, okay. And he walks away when it's time for the Frank Ocean album to drop. And it's ostensibly likely going to drop via Apple Music in order to announce this partnership, this mm-hmm. titanic, incredible partnership. And Jay's just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, my, so my only question about that is, and I, and I think that's pretty well thought out, I think it's pretty yeah. good, pretty good theory on what's going right. on here, is, is when you bring something like the New York Times into it, like I, I don't consider Apple a dumb enough company to, to hype something that they don't actually oh, have. But I'm sure that like, they... Because... Now the New York Times looks like a bunch of dipshits. That guy who wrote that piece, he ain't gonna be writing for the New York Times yeah. much longer. Here, here's the thought. The thought is that this is one of those times in the music industry, and this has happened to Title before. Title may go down in history as the single worst <laughs> portal for music in the history of of time. Yeah, because they fumbled the Rihanna release comically to a degree <laughs> that 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 we 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 should tell stories to our children about what happened when Rihanna put out Anti and it was dropped and it was taken back <laughs> then it was released it was released they also allowed Kanye West to have they allowed total, him to release that piece of shit yeah, total <laughs> total creative control they gave Kanye West at his like you know uh, the guy who made the Strong J commercial in boomerang level creativity <laughs> Like, really, like, you know, they give wow. the guy, you know, and they're like, okay, go make whatever you want. And then Kanye goes off and is like, Pablo, yeah, this is my record. And I'm going to edit this record on title as many times as I want. <laughs> on the fly. Like, like, let, like, in, in two years, let's go back and look at title and go, what was everybody thinking? What was everybody smoking? <laughs> what was going on in that room? And here is the moment. The next moment in Title's great failure right. is they are sold to Apple Music. Yeah. It is released to the world. The Jay-Z is sold title to Apple Music. This is a genius move. All the all the rap heads on, on, on the internet are like, yeah, Jay made that flip again. Yeah, look at Jay. Jay's the master <laughs> businessman. Look at that. Oh, my God. And then it's like, okay, so now it's time for the big title record to drop. And it's going to make Jay-Z the greatest businessman of all time. Right. Because he got Frank Ocean's material to, well, no. Man, if that fucker leaked, like, right now, like, while we're doing this, <laughs> that would be the most amazing thing in the world. That would be so lit. But I also <laughs> think that what's funny is that Kanye West is the only person in the world, just like oh. we're the only two people that have heard Aaron Abernathy's album. Yeah. Who like and also Marcus Board is like three of us. Yeah. 
And we all go like, so at some point, I need to get, we need to get you the app record so you can get on on this wave with us. It's a wave. It's a thing. You'll like it. Yeah. Trust me. Um, so <laughs> Kanye is the only person who has heard Boys Don't Cry in the whole entire world. Kanye, Kim, maybe Chloe, maybe Chris. You know, they're the only people in the world that have heard this record. And so Kanye goes to Twitter and is like, when he realizes that he's probably texted Jay and Jay's like, I ain't going to release Frank. And Kanye's like, you're not going to release Frank. I'm going to go to Twitter and I'm going to get everybody in the same room. And that's what I said to you today. I was like, was that really, could that have really been like Kanye just, just the full on like last straw into the crazy town. It's just like, it's like, I'm going to diss title now. Fuck it. Fuck it. He just, he doesn't care who he is. This album has to be probably the greatest record in recorded music. Because, but what if it's not? Statistically, that's not going to happen. Has anyone considered that? Well, and that's the thing. And right. But it's fascinating to think about just the idea that in my mind, and I, and I have a sense that this is actually what's happening. I'm not like speaking this willingness into power or anything. Mm. It's just in my mind, this is where we're at in the music industry. This is the comedy of the music industry in 2016 is that these things are actually happening. Like Kanye's like, man, this record is great. I, I am motivated by this record. God, I really like this music. And I cannot believe that the world would not get to hear this record. I don't know. I mean, the the analog to that is, uh, to your point, Brianna, is that is the Chance record. Like, I know we were on the, uh, the Chance podcast talking about what we thought about uh, Coloring Book. And as the months have gone by, I, I sort of, like, realized I really don't like the record. <laughs> And, and and it's not it's not that I don't like chance. I'm just like, yeah, that didn't work. And then I think about how how long that was strung out. And and it seems like in twenty sixteen, like if you've got good shit, like you know, to the point of stuff just not coming out every year, but I don't think there's even a point for hype anymore. Like no. it doesn't do anything. It it doesn't. Well, I mean it does. But, but does, it, does hype it work doesn't on have you? legs. Hype doesn't have legs. Right. But right. like for like the basic people that aren't in this in this room, like they love hype. Hype they live for hype. Like literally as okay. a journalist and you know this too Brianna. People like the hype for your work more than they actually like to read it. Do you guys have that guide the uh, 13 words to build hype that you have to use for every story? No, no not really. Just not me. Me. Okay. I don't, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't subscribe to such notions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not, that's SEO, not bro. Bruh, I, I, don't, I don't care about SEO. Really, I'm, I'm, po- I'm post SEO. All right, oh. uh, uh, you got to, you got to get on my level. All right, I'm um, saying that to the world. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'd like to say just like Frank, where this fucking album at, and uh, he's got to just drop that. Like he's just got to like leak that thing. Like 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 Angel Hayes leaked her record. Is he still um in the room building things? I, I hope he is. I, I don't is know. the stream over? I don't know, but somebody like NME like th- put this thing. It's like here's what you do now. Just keep watching the stream. It's like no, that's absolutely <laughs> the last thing you should possibly do. Like, Jesus, because that is fucking dumb. <laughs> that is just like it was dumb to begin with. But now they're like, if you watch harder, he might release it. Like no, or just go about your life. Wait, so. Is the stream still happening? I don't know. I, I haven't looked. I, I need I'm going to look. leave it up to one of you guys. Okay. No, I don't even I know just, where the stream is. I just it was on the, the it was on the, the page for the landing page of the yeah, website. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, right now there's like a there's like this uh, these like these library cards that have like the like you know like the, the date due, and there's a bunch of dates on them to like lampoon the fact that the record has had like a hundred different release dates. So it's it's cute, but there's no like you know there there is no uh, you know like. 
building happening on this page. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, we're, we're pulling real it up, time. I guess, live. Real, re, in real time, real talk is Interneting happening. on an audio podcast. There's nothing more thrilling. <laughs> Holy fuck, it's still on. What? <laughs> it's still there. Yes. So. Yes. Is he still in the room? No. It's just the weird speaker cabinets and... Because uh, he was in the room at some point, right? Yeah, I think yes. so. Yes. And now I'm watching. This is like The Ring. If you See, watch I'm it, really, that thing <laughs> I'm really bad at the internet. Like I'm like I don't know what was going on on the stream. Right. I'm just like. Eh. He was just building stuff. Wake me up when the album's here. Yeah, I, I think that's about the the long just, and short of every, it. Everybody just listened to Pink Matter on repeat, like I did. Yeah. Like the the Andre. Super rich kids. Yes. Oh, what, 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 Thank you. God, all you super rich kids, people need to stop. What? What you need to stop? <laughs> Oh, you super rich kids! People. Come on, like, man. Whatever. It's it's. I'm a pink matter guy. That's that's me. I look. I'm saying it's all get, good, but get super rich kids. Can do both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. This is. I. I'll, I will do so. <laughs> I will do so. Uh, no. Well, you guys ready to talk about an album that is out? Yes. Uh, how about No Names Telephone? Here we go. And I know the money don't really make me whole. The magazine covers drenched in gold The dreams of granny and mansion and happy The little things I need to save my soul And I know The money don't really make me whole The magazine covers drenched in gold The dreams of granny and mansion and happy The little things I need to save my soul who am I, Gypsy Rap? Gypsy need her dollar back and all of that. My devil's only closer when I call him back. Lick her in the limelight. Lick her in the limelight with fine wine and ecstasy. You can have the rest of me. Basket case, silhouette, cigarette, internet. Check my Twitter page for something holier than black death. Who am I, Gypsy Black? The vacancy of Hallelujah. Me hollow in my interviews. Me only wearing tennis shoes to clubs with dress codes. Cause fuck they clubs. Everything is everything. Me no name. Me niggas doing cocaine. Me missing brother Mike like something heavy. Me heart just wasn't ready. I wish I was a kid again. When the sun is going down, when the dark is out to stay, I picture your smile like it was yesterday. When the sun is going down, when the dark is out to stay, I picture your smile like it was yesterday. When I remember memories don't last forever. Name of that track is Yesterday. That is off New Name Gypsy's uh, debut. It's just no name now. Sorry, it is no name. Man, she's going to smack me through the mic. Uh, just debut uh, mixtape album, whatever you want to call it, uh, Telephone. Again with the gray area. Yeah, it is gray area yeah. because this is, this is uh, to, to not to spoil anything, this is one of the best albums of this year, yeah. like hands down. And uh, I, if I'm talking about a mixtape, I don't know if I'm looking at a mixtape and saying that. Uh, you know, the production on it is, uh, as you heard, phenomenal. It, yeah, phenomenal. The guests on it are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the songwriting is phenomenal. Everything about this is, yeah. uh, is pretty much badass. Uh, so who we're talking about, uh, her real name is Fatima Warner, we think. We think. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Not facts-based podcast at any rate. Uh, Chicago, uh, songwriter and poet. First, uh, heard of her on the track, uh, which track was it? Uh, Oh, I have it down here. Uh, on Acid Rap? Yeah, it was on Acid Rap. It was the first one on... Oh, I got it. Lost. 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 Yes, yes. Oh, Lost. Okay, so, uh, yeah, first heard on Chance the Rapper's Acid Rap on the track Lost. Um, and, you know, if if even from that song you're thinking this sounds a lot like the tracks on Acid Rap, I think you would be correct in saying that. We've had this conversation, Marcus, and trying to figure this out. 
because as uh, unimpressed as I was with coloring book, uh, mainly because I couldn't stylistically, it didn't match up what I was looking for, yeah. which it doesn't always have to. Right. This feels almost like a Chance album, the Chance album that it should have been, the next very much one. There may be some reasons for that, though. Some really good because, reasons Because, as you pointed that. out, she is now writing for Chance. Yeah, she's writing. She's That's, that's her thing. Like, So, funny thing with her and comparative to SZA, for instance. Uh, SZA is another one who song, songwrites now more than she actually like releases music. Um, she did the... the, uh, the Consideration song with Rihanna. Mm -hmm. And I think that the thing is, is that there's some people, it's funny with rap, but like rap is an art that demands great writing in this era. And to have female artists, especially uh, more so, I guess, in her case, in a scissors, female artists who write for male voices is a big thing. That's kind of like the most impressive thing in the world to me. So like, I to have her like step out of what she does professionally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's right for other people, but like you could definitely I think she is, actually. you could definitely hear if you listen to Chance's work. Yeah, a lot I of mean, her I don't know. I don't know if we should be impressed or, and maybe this is you know me fist upping already, <laughs> but it kind of seems a way to be a woman artist and still cash checks because your art might never be enough. A little bit, yeah. You made a point. You've made a point. It's the truth. Um, no, I mean, that, that, that's that's 100% uh, right. I mean, but it's... I, I don't know how long that's going to be the case with this out. Well, okay, I'll put... Oh, so she said on Twitter, and I quote, <laughs> Y'all wanted a tape. Now y'all got one. Back in the shadows I go. Right. Like, I think that she's less kind of well, like... it sounds like she wants to be there then. Yeah, she's yeah. perfectly content. Like, I think that she's a person who, and you hear this on the record, it's like one of the themes on the record is that she's just jaded. For like, God, we're going to now just like mm-hmm. say this word a hundred times in this podcast. But um, she seems like just jaded by life and maybe even jaded by the industry. Like, just being around... You might get that from some of these songs. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. Like, I get that sense. It's... it's uh... I think as joyful as as the music on this is, it's certainly not like a, a necessarily happy album. Uh, these are very, I think, street level observations of of her life. I, I don't think it can be anybody else's. Yeah, no. Um, you know, it's not. There's pop elements. There's a weird. Uh, if you look on the track like uh, "Reality Check," it's almost like old school soul mixed with. And I don't know DIY pop isn't the right. Um way an experimental pop is not the right way to say say it but it's it's like the people that use found objects like it sounds like a little toy piano stuff you wouldn't necessarily do that you're hearing coming into hip-hop for not not the first time but definitely this high profile i think uh some of the first time i mean this is this guy about eight on pitchfork i think he got written up in the wall street journal i think it, it, new york times did it. i yeah, mean this yeah, is yeah. who was writing these things i am who knows well, well i mean she has that a-list PR now. Yeah. So it got that A-list PR push. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I was just wondering, literally, like, the identity of the writers. Oh, they I'm don't, wondering. They don't, oh, I will tell you that they do not look like you, oh. and they probably don't look like me. <laughs> okay. I was because, just because, because the fact Because the fact that I write for a lot of these outlets now, and, and I don't get asked, and that, that Mark Spore doesn't get asked, or Julian doesn't get asked, or that Sarah Godfrey doesn't get asked, or that 
you know, got any any great number of people who are of African American descent and probably can organically understand No Name's music, aren't asked to write those things. It's it's intriguing because I feel like it's a great release. Don't get me wrong; it's it's deserving of praise. Well, not even people who look like you. I'm more so looking for. It's a very feminine, yeah, album. Right, and I would like to see a black woman writing about it. Right. I don't know that I have. But I mean, let's let's keep it real. There's like four of you in the room, right? I, but I, but you know, I I, I mean, I'm being honest. Okay, like, now we're down a rabbit hole. Bring <laughs> <laughs> it around. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I don't think, honest. and I don't know, but I don't think there is yet. But I think there will be. I think, like you said, this is a very. Like, I mean, I was, I felt inspired to write something. Um, well, you should. It has to develop. You're but. talking about it now, so I mean, that's that's a start. But I that mean, is a start. But you know, it, it is an album that is worth somebody of your talents talking about, and I think that's important. And, and that was going to be one of my points I touched on that this is a very feminine album. And uh, yet, like any albums, when we say they're very black or very this or that, it is inclusive so that, like, me as a 44-year-old white male can understand it. Um, and that, that, to my mind, is a monumental achievement. And that's when, you know, I was already like, oh, this person is super talented. Now mm. I'm like, fuck all these other <laughs> players over here. Like, because the execution, and if it took two years, who cares? If it takes... As long as she doesn't pull a Frank Ocean, if it takes 10 more years for the next one, who cares? Because this is like, this is what art is supposed to be in 2016. It's definitely hip hop supposed to be in 2016. You know, it, you know, you guys have written about trap a lot and stuff. And that's something that I just don't relate to. And and I realize I just don't like. (laughs) And, uh, and the reason is, is because, and uh, I was talking about this with Ian Taranji, that, there's a whole history of, if you consider hip-hop to be just a music of black culture, there's a whole history of black music to draw from. Yeah. And it in stuff like Trap, it gets left, like all that before gets left, all the blues, all the jazz, all the soul gets left out a lot of the times. Right. And what's happening with people like her, with people like Chance, with people like Frank Ocean, with people like Kendrick, definitely, yes. is they're rediscovering this and bringing in their whole history and it it's lame as fuck on like my part, <laughs> like I'm speaking for like older white people right now. That's it's lame as fuck, but it catches the ear of people right. that might not be paying attention, right? And I think that's really important. And I, no, I agree. You know, but but I don't know if that's intentional or if that's just like you know this. She got the surf crew. I, I, I know. Said, yeah, I wrote, I wrote notes. Okay, on this, by the way, which is rare, as you know. Um, I said, all these talented, weird black kids making their mamas and daddies proud. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, kids that listen to some really great music growing up. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a thing that, like, doesn't get reflected enough when people talk about this, you know, like, box of music that we're now putting her into with, you know, all these great, you know, artists who are reclaiming the history of soul music yeah. for the purpose of making pop music. And she's in there. And, uh, you know... It's just like there's these kids who grow up listening to 60s and 70s R&B. And that's what they know as good music. Right. It's not that they know it as like the music they like or whatever. They just know that if you want to make a song that is good by a uniform, uni- universally classic standard. Yeah. There's a way to do it that involves certain timbres and certain styles of, you know, sounds and certain genres and certain you know like instruments as well 
and and that's reflected here. And I, I think that that's a that's an important thing. For sure, I'm, I'm gonna play a song and then talk about this a little more. Um, and this song is actually um, actually I want to talk about whether or not this is a Chicago album after we hear this because this reminded me of a another song on acid rap. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of parallels. The song I'm gonna play is Casket Pretty. So this is a Casket Pretty off of Telephone. of telephone you know that uh reminded me a lot of the back half of uh push a man yes uh you know that whole um sort of weird psychedelic thing about the summer in chicago and that's addressing the very same issues which is no surprise this hasn't gotten better in chicago well i feel um i was talking to my friend about this album earlier today and i told him i hated to say it but, you know, the chance comparison, is, it's just so easy. Uh-huh. And I kind of regret that. One, because obviously she's closely affiliated with him, so it's a very easy jump to make. But I'm wondering, like, I don't want to do the album a disservice by saying, you know, it's so much like acid rap when they are of the same environment. Right. Like, it's not acid rap, too. It's another perspective of the same thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I just pause to make, you know, those comparisons. I, I might be able to fix that uh, that for you a little bit here because, uh, and, and I think you're right. I mean, if, if, this is the, if this is the new Chicago sound that's developing, that's completely understandable. You're going to have 10 more people that sound exactly like this. But going back to what something you said at the beginning about her writing for Chance, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what I, how I internalized the jump from acid rap to surf to coloring book for chance was that you had this album mass rap, very specific style surf was something else. And it was reflected more of the people he worked with coloring book. was just shy of being Pablo a lot of times. I know, I know you're wincing, but that, uh, you know, it <laughs> wow. wasn't, it, it wasn't that bad. I, wow. I, have, I may swing around on it by the end of the year again, but, but my point is, is that chance seems to be as talented as he is a guy who is, uh, maybe sort of feeding off the people around him more. And 
if this is evidence, maybe she's the engine. No, she she is. Um, I think that in yesterday she says the money don't make me whole. This is you know, there's another thing where she says that this is holier than black death. I uh, love that line. Yeah. Fuck the clubs. I wish I was a kid again. Mm-hmm. Like she's living life. Like Chance the Rapper is touring the world and doing things and making songs and making friends and connections and such. And Fatima's no, it, in, in the streets. Mm-hmm. Like she's walking down the street. She is getting turnt at the club because life sucks. Yeah. There's a lot of liquor and a lot of consciousness I don't know, on this I record. I felt, you know, if we're going to stay along the chance vein, I f- don't feel while the themes and some of the approach can be bleak, it is still very optimistic, shrouded oh, yeah, 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 yeah. in pessimism. Like, Well, she, she's talking about it and sort of wallowing in it. And talking about it is good. Because, but it like doesn't feel bad. Right. Oh, and that, that's what I mean. Well, you, the, you can the, talk the, you can su- talk about it and be like, oh, man, this sucks so hard. And you can keep up with that. Or you can just say, this happened. Right. And it just probably happened to you. And that's when things like that hit. And it, I mean, it takes a, a particular type of confidence. I mean, when you, the song All I Need, you know, I think it's sort of a key to that. You know, she's talking about she's quit the weed. She's, you know, quit the <laughs> stuff. And all she needs is love. And that, I mean, that's powerful, and that's almost the key to the rest of the whole album because, you know, she's talking about, okay, what do I do now? Maybe I don't have love at this point, but, you know, I know how I need, I know what I need to get by. Yeah. What is it? Aloe vera sentences to heal the scars. That's what she said again mm-hmm. on Twitter. Like, I'm a big fan of her process, Yeah, I guess. And that's the one thing to me that shines through. If you ever wanted to, like, watch an artiste, go through a process and get to an end. Uh, I think that's one of the great things about this mixtape is that you get to watch like the song develop, explode, close, and then you go into another thing and you watch that same process happen like 12 times. Yep. And, and the record is in and out. It's like, what, 40 minutes long? Mm, 34. Yeah, it's like crazy. It's like, boom, oh my God. Oh shit, if we make <laughs> this podcast the exact same time, it's a blow our minds. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it's a it's a perfect just piece I th- of I think the biggest strength of it is it kind of presents especially for a debut introduction, I feel like it presents no name as a whole person. Yeah. Um you have to interrogate her and this work on every single level, like you can't reduce it to just wallowing or pessimism. Like there is optimism in it, there is joy in it. There's like everything in it. There's the entire breadth of the human experience mm-hmm. in it. In 34 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's my favorite artist right now. <laughs> she has been for a while. She has been for a while. Like, Quiet is kept. Kevin, I think, is the only person who really understands yeah. this. She's been my favorite rapper for three years. <laughs> like, when she drops new music on Sound, when she dropped new music on SoundCloud, it was like, stop the presses, the earth must stop for four minutes. I'm going to listen to this song and get all excited. So, to have a whole, to finally have Telephone. like and I could live up. Yeah. I compared her to Gwendolyn Brooks when I wrote for Brooklyn Bodega way back in the day. <laughs> And I then emailed her, and she did not email me back. And then she, like, you know, just <laughs> fell off the plate to me a little bit because I was like, I just wrote these words about you that came from a very deep place inside of me, and I was not being a creep and some, like, dirty man. I literally think that you're a poet. So, like, that's just how I feel. So, yeah, she's You know, you know who's fantastic. on uh, the no-name tip, Anderson Park? He was just like, oh, shit. Well, well yeah. I mean, that is... It's in your notes. We're yeah. black kids unite. Yes, we're yeah. black kids. Exactly. Though Anderson Bach yeah. is not a kid. No. Though he really... 
goes over as one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I, I feel that way as being thirty-eight. People think that I'm like half my age sometimes. Yeah. Um, Major so, key. So uh, it is. <laughs> last thing I want to touch on is, and we sort of touched on it. So, so Brianna, how how does how do you think this plays as a young black woman? How how does this play to like somebody like you as opposed to like somebody like Marcus or me, or or does it matter? Um, as I said, I was inspired to write, so I'm still really thinking through it. But my immediate spring to mind was uh, Jamila Woods' Heaven. Yes. And this, these, it's just affirmation. There's affirmation coming from everywhere. I think it's very interesting that both of those women are in, in and from Chicago. Um, still coming through with this truth that we need. Um. Yeah, I'm still I'm still really unpacking it. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm not more eloquent. No, than no, that, no, but. no worries. You you will be in in the whatever you write. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so so knowing that you uh, you just find stuff wherever on the internet and like the biosphere itself. What what would you recommend other people do? Would you would you say they want should go out and get this? They should go buy. Yeah. Totally buy. Yep. Spend all of the money if she comes to your town. Spend comes that to your town. Money it's a free mixtape right now, so that's a sort of like definitely a spend point. the money yeah. if yeah. she comes to your town. Then, yep. Dear yeah. No Name, please come to people's towns. Please yes. come to DC. <laughs> yes, some somebody book No Name. Although she probably doesn't want to go on a national tour, we can book No Name. I, well, I know we can. Okay, we, let's do it. Let's get on a couch. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Put it on my podcast. Put it on your podcast. Yeah, let's do it. There we go. All right. Good. <laughs> all right, so Marcus, what are you gonna do with this? Oh well, I've, come on now, it's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's my favorite rapper of all time. I would buy like five. No, um, <laughs> download it. Go see her in concert. Um, support her. Her uh, she has a, she has a shop on her uh, her website. So I go go check that out. Do that. Watch um, out. Yeah. Do all. Do you know just. She's the kind of artist where she's not going to put out a ton of music, but when she does put out music, support the hell out of her so that she will eventually put out more. Yep. So that, that, that that's the, the, the be all and all the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm the same. I just absolutely do what you need to do to support this record, support what she's doing, support people she works with. Uh, you said the Heaven album, like that same thing. So go, good. go do that. That's that's in our list. I mean, like I said, this was a, this was almost like a pop up podcast. Which thank you guys for for short notice on of this. Course, but it, of course, uh, you know it it's it's an important piece of work in 2016 uh, for more reasons I think than we were able to do, and much more eloquently than I think we were able to do. But just just put it in your fucking ears. Is yeah. that good? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, thank you guys for coming down, and of course. Uh, I will you. see you soon, <laughs> Marcus. I, I, don't, I, think, and, uh, I don't think I live here on your couch. Yeah, hopefully, Brian, I'll see you sooner later, rather than later. I all right, let's hope so. Take it easy. <laughs> Sound like Mississippi, sippy cup. Baby, turn baby up. Henny invented the catalyst for happiness in my cup. This sound like kiddies on the playground. Mama was running up. Ooh, you about to get your ass beat. This sound like niggas complaining when they bitches like Razzy. B2K in the stereo, we juke in the backseat. Or juke in the basement. In love with my case. Was this feel like jumping in the pool and I'm knowing I can't swim? Ooh, you about to get your ass beat. For stealing that $20, like baby, just ask me. Thanks again to Marcus and Brianna. Uh, always a joy and a pleasure to sit down and talk with them. Thanks for, for rallying. Really legitimately saving our ass. We had nothing in the can since we lost it. And, uh, and then we do. 
and uh, hopefully I'll be talking with them soon. Um, and uh, you know, thanks to No Name for making that album. I think you know we we all said buy it; it's free, so there's no money involved here. Uh, just go out, click the link, get it, put it in your ears, let it feed your head, understand it, and uh, maybe it'll be one of those things that unlocks something that makes the world better down the road. I might be being optimistic with that, but sometimes I get like that. And it's the meds talking. Um, as I said up front, we're going to play a little track for you from when Esme Patterson going to do that now. Uh, you know, her album, uh, We Were Wild, sneaks up on you because we've had a lot of indie pop and, and a lot of specifically female indie pop over the years. And it all tends to, I don't want to say like bleed into one sort of big, you know, sort of mediocre mess, but, but, it has a tendency to get that way. So when, when somebody comes along like Esme and, uh, and is, is a talent like that and can kick out these songs that, that, you know, some cause you to dance, some just punch you in the gut. Uh, it's always a pleasure to hear. This is also one of the albums that, uh, you'll be hearing about at the end of the year. I know from Eduardo, he, he really likes this album and, um, that actually just missed our schedule. So that's why we're playing a track now. So here you go. Uh, the name of the track off this is wantin' ain't getting off of, Esme Patterson's We Were Wild.
name of the track is Wantin' Ain't Gettin' off of Esme Patterson's We Were Wild. We've got some links in the show notes so you can find out some more about her. And hopefully she'll be touring around. We're, you know, we're in Washington, D.C. in the East Coast. She's all the way out in Portland. Hopefully she'll be touring uh, through here again because it is a set that I highly recommend uh, that you, you check out if you're a fan of this type of music at all. Um, that's a podcast for uh, this week, actually. Both podcasts for this week. Uh, if you liked what you were listening to and you just sort of found us, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Google Play. You can listen to us on Mixcloud, Stitcher. I believe we're on Deezer now. You can leave us ratings. You can send us comments. Uh, comments can go to info at chunkyglasses.com or they can just go to me or uh, anybody you hear on here. Our email addresses are basically our first name at chunkyglasses.com if you want to talk to them. Uh, you can tweet at us. We're at, at chunkyglasses, Instagram at chunkyglasses, Facebook, uh, you know, at chunkyglasses. You get the picture of our social media presence there. Still haven't figured out Snapchat. Probably still not going to figure out Snapchat, but we're on there. Um, and uh, coming up next week, if Frank Ocean doesn't drop the album, uh, we got some good stuff coming up for you. So uh, probably going to hear that Mike Kiwanuka thing that we're going to be taking care of because Love and Hate is a fantastic album, and uh, you know so much, so much more good times down here in the basement. So uh, we will talk to you in a few days. Until then, do yourself a favor, get out to see some live music. And, uh, you know, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, <laughs> 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 Kenobi!